And of course, it's beautiful as well in Durban because our Ustad is in Durban at the moment on this beautiful 15th of uh, Jumad al-Ukhra, 1440. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Our brothers, mashallah, Junaid Khan, Riyaz Hussain. Wonderful weather here in Durban. And you can hear the rustling and the waves, mashallah, uh, of the water and mashallah, the sea. Everything good here. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader. Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today's advice, we continue and we discuss Surah Yaseen. So in today's segment, we're discussing the virtues of Surah Yaseen. At this time, we are in the early part of the morning in South Africa. Mustafa, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, wherever we are in the world, Man qara'a yaseen fi sadrin nahar khudiyat hawa'ijuhu. The hadith is mentioned in Dharmi that whosoever reads Surah Yaseen in the early part of the morning, before Fajr, after Fajr, Allah Jalla Wala will fulfill the needs of that person there and that we should try and make part of our routine daily. And in that way there, that all Mithya Allah Jalla Wala bless us all so that we don't forget our deceased and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith mentioned on the authority of Ma'aqil bin Yasar radiallahu ta'ala and Ma'aqil bin Yasar radiallahu anhu's hadith is mentioned in Musnad Ahmad, in Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah wherein Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Iqra' Yaseen ala mawtakum Read Surah Yaseen for your deceased so it shows we should make it part of our routine daily when we read. Each one of us has lost someone near and dear to us, whether our parents, our spouses, our children, siblings. So multiple intention we can make when we're reading Surah Yaseen. Next hadith we find in Tirmidhi Sharif, beautiful hadith, Mustafa Rahmatullil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna likulli shay'in qalba." Everything has a heart and a nucleus, and people who read Surah Yaseen, وَقَلْبُ Quran, Surah Yaseen. And subhanAllah, the heart of the Noble Quran is Surah Yaseen. So when you read Surah Yaseen once, remember, then it is like a person read the entire Quran Sharif ten times. So imagine how long it will take us to read the entire Quran Sharif ten times. So even in Ramadan, most people do not complete the Qur'an Sharif ten times. So make it part of our habit and routine daily, inshallah, then we will receive the reward as though as we read the Qur'an Sharif ten times. Obviously, it does not mean that we only read Surah Yaseen. We must read the other parts of the Noble Qur'an. There are 114 chapters in the Noble Qur'an. So we should be reading all the chapters, not only Surah Yaseen. Similarly, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expressed his wonderful desire, and that is every member of this ummah should by heart and memorize Surah Yaseen 
and the Master Habibuna hadith is mentioned in Musta in Mustad Bazar and that is Lawaditu Annaha Fi Kalbi Kulli Insan in Min Ummati. It is my heart's desire. Mustafa Habibuna said that every person of this Ummah should by heart and memorize Surah Yaseen. Oh my youth, my elders, brothers, sisters, we still have two and a half months to Ramadan. Today, when you look at the moon, it will see the 15th day today of Jumad al-Ukhra. So let us make a concerted effort, inshallah. Every day we learn. It is 83 ayats. So one, two verses we learn. Before Ramadan, inshallah, we will know it and by heart and memorize it. Mustafa Habibuna will be so pleased with us. And remember, nighttime also to read Surah Yaseen after Maghrib, after Isha, anytime. Tonight, inshallah, is Laylatul Jumu'ah. So with that, we with Surah Kahf and Surah Dukhan, we try and read Surah Yaseen. Man qara'a Yaseen fi Laylatin ibtigha'a wajhillah. Whosoever reads Surah Yaseen at night, solely, only for the pleasure of all, Majjallah, Jalla Wala, Ghufira Lahu, he'll be forgiven. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, has mentioned this hadith, remember, in what time of Malik as well. So may all Allah make us of those who read Surah Yaseen punctually, regularly, and make it part of our routine. And we also try and by heart it and memorize it. Inshallah, tomorrow we will explain to you the summary and synopsis of Surah Yaseen, Inshallah. Now we go in Durban and Salat is early, 10 past 5. So we hand over to Moana Arafat to ask a few questions, inshallah. Ustad, I am uh, 23 years old and I want to get my wishes to be granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What should I do? Normally when a person wants their desires and wishes to be fulfilled, then number one, you have to read your five daily salat. Quran Kareem teaches us, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِسَبْرِ salat. Seek divine assistance, the assistance of all Allah, with salat and with patience. So patience could mean normal patience or it could mean fasting as well. So fasting once a week or twice a week or, you know, three fast a month and so forth. So all that will be effective and helpful and our daily salat. And if you can read the hajjud salat before we sleep or in the early part of the morning, alhamdulillah. Secondly, give out charity daily, and that attracts the mercy of all, Allah, Jalla wala. Third one, and many a time we overlook and undermine the importance of dua and supplication. Raise our hands and cry and beg to all, Allah, Ya Allah, I'm running this business. Ya Allah, I want to get married. Ya Allah, I want to go for Hajj and Umrah. I want to go to Madinatul Mustafa, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi beloved city. So ask Allah, Allah say mangna hai, and beg Allah, and Allah will fulfill our needs, inshallah. Mufsar, we go to Palok this uh, morning. Uh, the sister says that you spoke about Surah Yasin. Could you please explain the verse, Al-Yawma Nakhtimu Ala Afwahihim Ila Akhirihi? Is that verse referring to the Qabr or in Jahannam? Remember that human being, we always love to argue when we are found guilty. You see, the crook also will say he's not guilty. So on that day, the non-Muslims will say, Wallahi Rabbina ma kunna mushrikeen. They will say, Oh Allah, we did not commit kufr and shirk and so forth, blasphemy, polytheism. 
So Almighty Allah says, fine, let us see what your limbs are saying. So this will occur on the day of justice. That we will seal their mouths and the hands will speak and the feet will bear testimony against them because the vices they committed and the sins they committed. So when the own limbs are, commit, are giving testimony, evidence against them, the land and sand will give testimony against them. So it shows that the land and sand will also testify. The malaika will come with a book of deeds. So now this overwhelming evidence. Now the person will be asked, guilty or not guilty? He will say, yes, guilty as charged. And he will say that there are no mitigating circumstances. So in that way there, that person will be found guilty. Mm. So it is for the day of justice, the day of Qiyamah. Let us go to Mauritius. Sister Naima wants to know, Muftisab, can we depend solely on the computerized times of Salah nowadays? Remember, there's always scope for error, so therefore you should rather add one, two minutes after that, and then you start your Salat. You know, whatever human being does, there's always there's scope for error. Human being, we are prone to error, so you can't take it as wahi and revelation. In the wahi and revelation, there's no error, no nothing, 100% perfect. So my advice, when you work with your computer times and your digital times and what have you, add one, two, three minutes after that and then you can start your salat and you sister naima in mauritius or wherever you are especially the sisters you don't have to wait for the adhan to go so yeah i am already in the masjid yeah mashallah and doing the program from the car of our brother zakir allah ta'ala reward him so you see that the salat will take place at 10 past 5 but now that we didn't hear the adhan for example and we read our salat but we sure that the time for Salat is entered. I'm speaking especially for the ladies. So you must remember that that Salat is valid. There's no problem. Men, obviously, that best we read Salat in the Masajid, wherever we are. But even if that person is old or sickly and the time is entered and you perform your Salat, so although the Adhan has not gone yet, it will still go after 5, 10, 20 minutes. So your Salat is totally valid. No problem. Muftisab, I am from UK. Uh, is it permissible to give charity to non-Muslim charity organizations on monthly or weekly basis? Ustad? When a person wants to spend his wealth, then the first thing you should do is get the list of priorities correct. Number one is zakat. Zakat means purification. We purify ourselves. The love for Allah, Jalla increases. The love for wealth decreases. And then secondly, when we pay our zakat annually, so Luna year, Ramadan to Ramadan, Rabiul Awal to Rabiul Awal, Muharram to Muharram, that must be given to Muslims only. Sadaqatul Fitr, you know, during Ramadan, towards the ending, we pay that to empower the poor Muslims so they can also enjoy the beautiful day of Eid al-Fitr, so Muslims only. Third one, we must remember normal charity, voluntary charity, so that you can give to anybody, Muslim or non-Muslim. However, 
when we say you want to give on a monthly basis, remember that non-Muslim organization must not be involved in some haram activities as far as we as Muslims are concerned. For example, like a church, or for example, like a casino, or for example, some other haram activities, then it's not permissible to give them. But if they are doing something that is good for humanity, so fine, you can assist them, give them normal voluntary charity. So as we give nowadays, you see that when we park the car, these people come, boza, boza, nigalomali, give me something. So you give something, that's fine, there's no problem with that. Ustad, it says here, I would, uh, I would love to remain anonymous, Mufti Saab. I am in a lot of problems. I just eloped yesterday from home because I want to marry a certain boy. And I'm listening to you people right now. What should I do? Should I go back home or not? Or should I get married to the boy first and go back home? Anonymous, Ustad. Remember, sister, you must go home immediately. Make toba, repent, and beg all my Allah for forgiveness. Ya Allah, this was a moment of weakness and madness. I eloped with this boy and left home. So therefore, you must go back home immediately and make toba. Ask your parents for forgiveness and your family members. Even if you get married, remember, and then you go back to your parents, then that nikah would not be valid because your father and them have not given permission. And that is the verdict of majority scholars. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La nikah illa bi waliyin. That the nikah would not be valid except with the consent and permission of the guardian, your father and them are there. So you should go and ask them as well forgiveness. We all make mistakes, sister, in life. None of us are perfect. We commit sins. So all my Allah is motivating us. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu was asked, which ayat is the ayat that inspires you, motivates you the most? So he read this verse. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not lose hope in the mercy of all. Mati Allah jalla wa Inna Allah yaghfiru zunuba jami'a. Verily all. Mati Allah forgives all the sins. Sister, go home, please. Go back to your parents. Beg Allah for forgiveness. Beg your parents for forgiveness. Speak to them and tell them you want to marry this boy, but you want their blessings and permission and duas as well. One more question, Mawlana, inshallah. Uh, it's exactly uh, okay. We'll start saying one more question. I'm just uh, looking at it here. Move this up. Any dua for a good spouse, Ustad? Remember that today people are worried, they want to get married, they're still single. So all of you who are still not married, you're 20, 25, 30, 35 years old, read Surah 25, verse 74. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرُّتَ عَيُنْ O Allah, grant us such spouses, grant us such progeny and children that are the coolness of the eyes. This is what you, my brothers, sisters, son, daughter, should be reading who is not married. Those of us married also should read it. You, the parents, grandparents, you're very concerned. Your daughter is already 25, 30, not married. Your son is also already 25, 30, 35, not married. Obviously, you are concerned. So read Surah 25, the criterion, verse 54. So the son-daughter will read Surah 25, verse 74. You, the parents, grandparents, read Surah 25, verse 54. 
that, oh, Almighty Allah, you are the supreme being that you created us from the semen and sperm and you made for us, Ya Allah, our parents, that is our lineage, was sihra, grant us the in-laws also. So you make dua for your children, inshallah, very soon they'll get married, read two rakat salah daily, and Allah say, mangna hai and manwana hai, beg and beseech Almighty Allah, Almighty Allah will make decisions in our favor. Tonight, inshallah, we will be in the Evando Evandale Musalla, 7 to 8, inshallah, for the program, and our topic today will be on Thailand. Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Barakallahu feek. Jazakallahu khair, Mawlana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.